Where is it? There you go. Turned off the metronome. Checking the levels right now. I didn't know when to start or how to start, so I decided just to turn it on. And I'm starting right now. What am I starting? The annual episode of my podcast. Um, so how's the level? What? This is going to be good enough. I'm seeing it's around. It's uh, what's it maxing out at? Negative 25. Maybe. Let me. Let me. Maybe. I don't know if I should get closer. I'm trying to be, get comfortable and not think so much. <laughs> yeah. Try not to think. Try not to think. Like let's uh, let's not think about a purple elephant, shall we? So yeah, here it is. Here it is. It's the day after Thanksgiving, and I have decided that uh, today is the day. And as I kind of sit on pins and needles waiting for Logic Pro to overload, I get this annoying problem that happens, and I, I Google all over the place trying to find out secrets. Tips and tricks. There are a lot of opinions out there. About everything, obviously. I'm moving my table, my little table. I'm... I'm I'm trying. What, what am I saying? I'm trying to get comfortable. Um, trying not to think so much. There's a number of goals here. Mainly, I'm uh, just recording an episode of this. Continuing this silly tradition. And why must I continue to belittle it by calling it silly, right? I'm going to open a note section here in case there's thoughts that I want to do but here, here's the deal i don't know i maybe i'll make some bullet points of stuff just so i don't forget but then again i don't do that in conversations do i and that's one of my goals here very few goals one of the goals is just to do what i'm doing right now is to turn it on start talking and to do um like in the spirit of when i first started this thing when I was actually doing regular uh, episodes, like weekly, I could look back, but I'm not going to go on the internet right now. I, I recall, I think I was doing it weekly for a while. I might have even done multiple ones a week for a while. That became irregular, monthly, every few months, you know. And then eventually it just uh, became this annual thing to amuse myself. You know what? I am going to pause. I was going. To, one of my goals was going to be I'm not going to pause. But you know what? I need to pause because I got I got a phlegm issue. TMI. All right, so I'm back. Had to tell you I'm back because I didn't leave it running the whole time. I could have, I guess, for the few minutes. I didn't time exactly how long I was away. What was I saying? Okay, very few rules. I was going to say there are no rule, no rules, but I don't know. There are some, I guess. One of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to probably talk for an hour. Will I allow myself to turn off the recording again? Yeah, I guess. Why not? I just did. So if I have a need to get away for some reason... Either or maybe uh, Jordan wakes up or comes in or something. I, I was even going to wait until I made sure that uh, Jordan was sleeping. But at this point, I'm going. No, I don't care. So what if I, I get interrupted? Doesn't matter. Because that's another goal. Another goal is just to. I think I started to say this. Get back to the spirit of this thing. Because when I first started it, and in fact, what I still have on the website is. You know, I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. And. <laughs> So it was that this is a podcast about whatever happens to be on coming out of my mouth when I turn the recorder on. Something to that effect, right? I'm looking out the window. It's nice. Uh the studio, a lot of times I have these I have these black curtains and a lot, uh, most of the time I have them closed, especially in the summertime because I don't want it to get hot in here or have the air conditioner work overtime if it doesn't have to. But uh I don't know, for the last few weeks, off and on, I've had the curtains open. I've got them partially open now because the sun was shining on the external hard disks and I didn't want that happening. But here's the main thing right now, the main point, is I'm looking out the window and I see the pine trees and and it's nice. It's just nice. There's cars driving by too, so it's not a totally rural thing. But that's one of the things I like about this area here in Temecula is is it's that mixture of suburban 
and rural like that. And also that before I had this house and for years, I just remember growing up, you know, when I was a kid at some point, I don't know if, if it was when I was a kid or just later on in life, I always had this idea always at some point. God, I sometimes I try to be so accurate with my maybes and kindas and perhaps instead of because always is a trigger word, right? How often is always accurate? Rarely. Um, but the trees, I, I had this idea for a long time before I moved into this house that I wanted to be in a house that was surrounded by trees. So I'm not surrounded by trees, but I do have pine trees over the back wall, the brick wall. So I don't have to take care of the trees. They're not my trees, but who really owns the trees anyway, right? Like somebody, I guess, because it is on property. It is on the uh, common property. The point being is, uh, you know, so it kind of fulfilled a dream. When, when Jordan and I came, went looking to the handful of houses that I had narrowed, when I'd narrowed down the search back in 2018, so we've been here for a little over four years, moved in in August of 2018. It is now November 2022. Uh, but when, when we first, I, I, it wasn't like a criteria. I didn't really, I don't remember having it as a criteria that there, were, that there would be trees, but maybe subconsciously when I saw this place that put it higher on the list, I don't know. I don't really think it occurred to me that, oh, yeah, I'd wanted to have a house with trees until after you know, we made the decision to, ha- to buy this place. Kind of funny, though, that for all those years I had thought, hey, wouldn't it be nice to have a house with trees? And then at some point I, I just kind of gave up on the idea and then didn't really consider it. But it happened anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, it's nice. It's just, you know, it's sometimes just a, Remind myself that there's a world out there because I don't go out much. I mean, even pre-pandemic, I didn't go out much. More so, though, in the last couple of years before the uh, pandemic hit because I was doing stand-up, in which case I'd go out once or twice a week driving way too far for three minutes of stage time if I was lucky. Sometimes I'd put my name in a fucking bucket and not get stage time. And I'm sure I've talked about that on other podcast episodes. But who cares? <sighs> Conscious of my breathing. That's a funny thing too, man. You know, I don't like when I'm just talking to Jordan or talking to anybody, uh, like in a meeting or whatever, I, I don't I don't get conscious of my breathing, but this happens. It's it's another bad habit. When I think about like doing voiceover. Sometimes when I'm either practicing doing voiceover or I've got an audition for something and then I'll become, uh, I'll become right now too, if you hear my voice going in and out away from the mic, I'm not worried about being too professional right now. I'm trying to be as relaxed and natural as possible. Got my uh, table set up so I can take a sip of something. There we go. In fact, I set the, uh, so I took a sip. Uh, another thing uh become conscious of is the lip smacking and the other mouth noises. And, you know, I'm not alone. There's lots, I've watched a lot of videos where there's voiceover people talking about how to minimize that stuff. Like right now, mm. do after you take a drink, you know, suck on the water, or <laughs> suck on your tongue. <sighs> voiceover. Oh, okay. Before I talk about that, well, no, I will talk about that. I was looking at my journal. <laughs> this is like from over 20 years ago, right? I think it was, it was tw- 2001. I'm talking about getting into voiceover. And this is before I even started um, seriously pursuing acting because it wasn't until about 2006 that I started taking acting classes and going out on auditions. And in 2006, I think either 2006 or seven, when I first started really like seriously thinking I was going to get back to something in the entertainment industry. Um, I took 20 something. I haven't written down somewhere. I think it was like 26 trips from San Diego to Los Angeles back and forth for auditions. Right. And I did get a couple of gigs. I got a commercial or at least one. I got this commercial gig, chartered communications commercial where I was the guy, man. 
I was the talking head. You know, I was the principal guy in two commercials for Charter Communications. It was a big deal to me. And it, it, it was really a big deal, too, because I thought, oh, this is no longer a pipe dream. Right? Because before that happened, I thought, oh, I could just be kidding myself. Who, who, what makes me think I could actually be a working actor? And so even though now it's uh, 16 years since then, and I'm not a working actor, it's like, I've, but I've done gigs. So it's like, you know, I can do it. The difference between me and a working actor is I don't work. <laughs> okay, there's an obvious statement. I was a little distracted. I think I hear the heater coming on, but you know what? It's okay. Sometimes when I'm doing things uh, more professionally or professionally at all, because this isn't professional, I'm just doing a podcast episode. <sighs> I will turn off the air conditioner. I will turn off the turn off the HVAC so it, it doesn't make some kind of a noise in the background, but it, it, this is okay. I'm going for the natural thing, right? I'm going to sip some coffee, which by the way, for anybody out there who's wanting to be a voiceover artist and doesn't know better. Coffee is not really good for your for your voice. For um, <laughs> either if you're talking or singing. Mm. But here, I'll prove. Oh, see? Right there. As soon as I put it, it's like it right away affects your vocal cords. <clears throat> but I'll prove that I don't care. <laughs> if I didn't care, would I be doing this? Would I be talking at all? What do I care about? <sighs> what I care about is just doing something. I've been doing creative things. It's uh, Today is day 8 of 10 of my Thanksgiving vacation. I'm hesitating on using the uh, staycation, but I'll, I just did. <laughs> I just said it. But it is. I'm just staying home. I'm not going anywhere. It's still a vacation. Taking time off. I'm not working. And uh, not thinking about work too much. It popped in my head occasionally here and there, but I you know, just let it drift away. Not a big deal. I don't hate my job, so that's cool. A couple of years ago, I was pissed off at my customer slash boss, but uh, now, funny enough, I'm working for the same guy. I had a gone to working 50% uh, time with him for a while there. Uh, found another programming job where I could work 50-50 and that made it a little better. I, you know what? At some point I had to take ownership for the reason, part of the reason I was getting pissed off with him was my ego because he was kind of treating me like, uh, like a noob. I've got like 40 years of software engineering and he was holding my hand and telling me to do stuff and how to do stuff as opposed to just telling me what to do. And it was pissing me off. So that's I take ownership of that. But I also think he was being a little too micromanagey. But somehow, somewhere, here we are two years later and got a good working relationship with the guy. Um, should I use his name? Yeah, why not? Not his whole name, but his name's Sean. So if you're listening back to this and you are me, uh, remember, remember Sean? Probably not because, you know, I've had a lot of bosses come and go. Bosses, customers, whatever the word is. So, I was trying to think of where I was going, but that's another rule is I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. And when I first started this, in fact, here's the thing. Here's a thing. One of the rules of this, or um, at least loose rules. But I haven't always followed it. The rule being that I would just say, hey, this is just whatever happens to be coming out of my face hole when I turn on the recorder, right? That's like, that was the mission statement that I already mentioned earlier that appears on my website. But then there have been times when I've done this, when I was doing this more regularly, uh, or I think even for my annual, uh, maybe a couple of my annual podcasts, where I would jot some notes. And that's fine. That's what I felt like doing. So I jot, jotted some notes. I had some bullet points. But this time, I went back to saying, you know what, let me just let me just talk and really get back to, hey, it is really what happens to be coming out of my face hole, my face hole when the recorder's turned on, right? So earlier today, a couple, few hours ago, what time is it now? It's 12.45 p.m. So, so I don't know, sometime this morning when I decided, hey, I think today's the day. I was almost thinking about doing it yesterday, but then on Thanksgiving, I thought, you know what? I'm going to just not, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do any music or anything creative or whatever. But then I did end up recording a video because it was a windy day and that caught my eye, my ear actually. Initially, I thought, oh, I heard the wind outside. And I knew there was a high wind warning. 
And then I looked outside and I saw the trees blowing and I just grabbed my camera, my iPhone and went outside and record a bunch of shots. And next thing I know, I'm firing up Final Cut Pro and I'm editing a video. Turned out to be like two minutes and 50 seconds. No music. I was going to put some music underneath it. Everyone knows it's windy. Yeah, just call me Joe on the nose Palin. Because I did that. I'm like, I'm Captain Obvious. And I'm like Mr. On the Nose. I had done a uh, video earlier in the week. Uh, I think I was still during the Thanksgiving break. And uh, what was it? It was, uh, boom. I'm trying to think because I talked a little bit. And then I went, boom. And I started the video. And, uh, okay, it's not coming to me right now. But the point is, it was just like so fucking on the nose. It was, uh, uh, It's bugging me that I can't think of it. And I don't want to look it up. But why not? Why not look it up? I got the power. I can do that. I keep being afraid that if I if I even touch the computer that that overload thing is going to happen. But you know if it does, if it crashes in the middle, I'll just uh I'll just start it up again. And I'll mention that it happened. Why not? Right? I'm not going to try to disguise it. So what was I saying? On the nose. I keep wishing it would come back to me, but I'm not remembering. Uh, oh, yeah, it never rains in Southern California. So there you go. Ah! So a couple, a few weeks ago, it had rained, and I recorded uh, some video of it raining. And then when I got around to doing the video, a couple weeks later, it was, uh, yeah, in fact, three days ago. So it was during the break. <laughs> When I got around to doing the video, I put the music underneath. It never rains in California. That song, right? So how on the nose can you be? And I think I even put that in my in my description. Let me let me bring that up. I will bring it up. You can't stop me. Yeah. In fact, my only my description is just call me Joe. Quote on the nose. End quote. Palin. So there you go. closed the loop on that so i did do something creative on thanksgiving day but it was just more impromptu and i i just i didn't feel like doing music i was i had been uh, the day before had gotten to uh fire up uh one of my songs uh one of my older songs because most of my songs are older but this is like one of my original ones it just it sounds like the early beatles right now i'm not patting myself on the back to go hey i'm like i'm as good as the beatles but it was definitely an early beatles song it's called you're the one and again, if you're me, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, uh, look it up. Because uh, is it out there? No, it's, I haven't released it yet. But uh, but eventually I will because that's another thing I did recently. Oh, the voice because of the coffee. Let me drink some water. Again, let you. You can't stop me. That's not how time works. <laughs> so I did. I released a single. On uh, John Lennon's birthday. So I remember it was October 9th of this year, so a little over a month ago. And it was a reboot, a hard reboot of a song called Looking at Him. And when I say I released, you know, it makes it sound so official. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not on a label. I don't have management or people or anything. But these days, you know, you don't need that. I, I ha- had a distributor CD Baby that I was using for a while, and nothing against CD Baby, but I used them back in 2008, and they're fine. But um, when I got around to saying, hey, I want to do this again, it had been 14 years, and I thought, hey, let me investigate and see how the uh, climate has changed or see who else is out there and do a simple Google like, what are the best ways to get your stuff on the streaming platforms? And uh, so now I'm using DistroKid. And you really can't go wrong because, you know, either way, it's it's just, it's $20 a year forever, right? And so the downside is if you stop paying, then your songs aren't out there anymore. But the good news is it's unlimited. So I could release as many singles or albums as I want to during the course of a year and all the years to come. And for $20 a year, you know, they're, they're out there on like a hundred. 50 different streaming platforms. Um, So I released Looking at Him. And so then that started to get me motivated to think, oh, what else can I do? Different packaging, different ideas for different songs and all that. So Looking at Him, I'm calling it Hard Reboot because uh, 
I wrote that song a long time ago, but this time I started from scratch, uh, re-recorded it. So reboot as opposed to remix, and I'll get to that. So the hard reboot was I started from scratch and I did it more like hard rock because the original song um, released in 2008, the whole album was acoustic. I did acoustic guitar in my voice. I intentionally did that minimalist uh, production approach. The production choice was to do just the... um, I just realized I'm not using the pop filter. But you know what? That's fine. I'm I'm also just kind of talking... uh, further away from the mic to uh, try to reduce the mouth noises. I don't know. It's it's fine. I'm going to keep it like this just for consistency, I guess. So if you're hearing any pops, I apologize. But I'm also kind of trying to talk, uh, point my mouth hole above the mic so I'm not talking right into the mic. I'm several inches away and I'm talking above the mic. So, okay. But I, I, I digress frequently. The song. So I released the song. So here, here's the thing about that is another project I had going in parallel with something that I had started but I haven't released yet is I'm doing remixes in 2008 of the 2008 album because the 2008 album is called Subject to Change. I wanted to capture basically as if I'm in the coffee house because in the late 90s and into the early 2000s, I was doing the coffee house scene because coffee houses were a thing. I don't know, maybe they still are because, you know, subcultures and niche or niche. For years, I said niche. Now I say niche. I'm going with the flow. Uh, but I, coffee houses might still be a thing. But as far as I know, not not so much. They were, they were a thing. And I was doing the thing. And I just wanted to capture that. So even though I, I didn't exactly capture it because I didn't uh, get an, a sound engineer to go into a coffee house and record me live, I instead... I went into a studio. I rented some studio time and the services of an engineer at Big Rock Studios. Um, and I got him. Oh, was his name Andy? Andy Matchin? Is that his name? <laughs> well, here's what's amazing. When I listen to people talk about stuff like that, because I've I, my new one of my new heroes is Rick Rubin. And uh, this guy has just been like from hip hop to just not hip hop. I mean, the guy, he's a white dude. And I mentioned that because he was one of the early pioneers of getting hip hop out into the mainstream because he really loved it as a fan. And when he was going into the hip hop clubs as being one of the only, if not the only white guy in a hip hop club uh, back in New York, he was listening. He became a big fan of, of hip hop. And then he heard some of the hip hop that would be recorded and come out and get any kind of airplay and he'd go, wait a second, this isn't what it sounds like in the clubs. I said, that's not it. It's, and so as a fan, that's how he became a producer. Is as a fan, he thought, I want to capture that. And I wanted to. So I, I, that was his entry into the music industry, into becoming a producer. He wasn't a producer before that. He didn't have any idea what to, how to become a producer. He just decided, hey, I want I to serve that function of getting hip hop to sound like I'm hearing it in the clubs. So where was I with that? Um, was trying to connect it to my 2008. Oh yeah. So here's the deal. When I listen to him or anybody talk, I, he interv- interviews people and I love it because he's just so cool. He's just this really chill dude and he gets these really great interviews with people because they're just kicking back. He's always, he's got long hair and a beard and he's just t-shirt and shorts and barefoot and cross-legged and it's just like, but it's not annoying. You know, sometimes I think people like that is like, they go, oh, Kamas, uh, Kamas, what, Kamasta? <laughs> I was trying to say namaste, and I don't know, Kamas Sutra. Um, people can be annoying. I guess all kinds of people can be annoying, but sometimes it just, I know their heart's in the right place, but when people are going like, they're talking so much like, like that, and I, I've made fun of those people so often, I even feel bad doing that now. But here's the point. The dude is chill, Okay. So without, I'm, I'm going to stop slamming other people right now. Rick Rubin, chill dude. And he started out with hip hop, but he's done so much stuff. He brought Johnny Cash's career back to life, worked on several albums with him at a point where Johnny Cash didn't even believe in himself. And Rick Rubin said, dude, you can, we can do your best work. Let's, let's not just do an album together. I want you to do your best album. And Johnny Cash is going like, yeah, yeah, no, whatever. But he worked with him anyway, reluctantly, because really he didn't have any, any options. At least this is how Rick Rubin's telling the story, right? And I believe him because I, I think the guy just sounds like a very genuine guy. Um, 
but I was getting about the names. I, I'm thinking that it's Andy Matchin at Big Rock Studios, but I'm not 100% sure. So it amazes me sometimes when I hear uh, Bud Friedman is fresh in my mind because I'm hearing Bud Friedman died recently. So I was listening to his uh, podcast episode with Mark Marin on WTF, on the WTF podcast. And Marin and uh, Bud Friedman is like 80 years old at the time, 10 years ago. And he's rattling off all these names. Oh, yeah, then I worked on this thing with this person, that person, blah, 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 blah. And I have a hard time sometimes just even remember the one person that I worked with that helped me record an album back in 2008. And these people are rattling off the engineer and the producer and the guy who managed somebody. I'm going, either their memories are a lot better than mine or they're just pulling names out of their ass. And and, uh, Because I don't know. I don't do a fact check. But I guess I just maybe I just don't have a great memory for names or just a great memory at all. But I guess if I didn't have a great memory at all, I wouldn't remember how to do shit. I wouldn't be able to hold down a job, I guess, because I wouldn't remember how to do shit from day to day. So I guess my memory is good enough. Is it that I'm so selfish that I don't commit names to memory? <laughs> I don't have a therapist, but there's a good question for my therapist if I had one. And I'm going to go drink some more coffee and fuck up my voice again, okay? Hold on. Wait, I'm asking your permission again. You can't stop me. Remember, that's not how time works. So now I'm also getting conscious. I'm looking at the level and going, oh, I'm moving too close and far away from the mic. But you know, that's also how life works. That's how... how um, conversations work. I mean, sometimes your voice is higher, sometimes it's lower. The goal of this thing is not to not to be so like uh, polished. Well, I'm not practicing to be a voiceover artist right now. I'm just recording my thoughts for whatever reason. So speaking of that, let's circle back around to however long ago when I started to say uh, one of the goals of this thing was just to record whatever's coming out of my face hole. And then I realized as I was thinking that uh, a few hours ago, that if I would have run upstairs and started recording right then, that would be a different one hour episode than I'm recording right now, right? Obviously, it goes without saying. I mean, I, I wouldn't have gone down the same tangents and talked about the same things. Another thing, and that's, and I was thinking about that too, just before I came in here going, well, isn't that, that's kind of, that's what all of life is about. You know, things are just so arbitrary because, you know, when you're watching uh, uh, sports comes to mind because I watched a bunch of football yesterday. I didn't necessarily care about the games, but the games were on and it was Thanksgiving and, and Jordan was either sleeping or doing something that he wanted to do. And, and Autumn was up in Los Angeles and, um, which, by the way, that, that gave me some sadness for a while. Get a little melancholy part of Thanksgiving. Not ridiculing my daughter, by the way, it's or anything for not wanting to be with her family because she does. She And she will. She will visit sometime in December. We made the decision that she was going to like swoop by because she had some Thanksgiving plans. And then she also had a, a gig up in L.A. that she... Uh, told a friend of hers that she had worked on something with them over the weekend on a short film. And I thought, we both thought actually, well, you know, maybe instead of swooping for part of a day, if you, you know, she said, well, and if I come later, maybe if I just come sometime in December, I'll be able to spend more time. And we both thought, yeah, we were kind of sad that she wouldn't be coming for Thanksgiving, but also happy to have the longer visit to look forward to, right? And Jordan agreed. So that's fine. So I'm all, I'm all, I am all kinds of cool with that. I'm just like flexible as fuck. And I was trying to think of some, I'm flexible as a gymnast or some, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I'm fine with it. I am fine. And yesterday, yesterday I was also fine with it too. I, I just, it just still made me sad. So my emotions are real, right? I was I was uh, at some point thinking, oh, I don't want to feel sad. But it's like, you know, if I feel sad, I feel sad. I bathed in that for a while and it drifted away. I, it kind of came and went. And it's it's fine. So where was I? <laughs> I was nowhere and everywhere. Oh, yeah. Just the idea that 
if I'd started recording recording this earlier today, it would be a different product than uh, than when I did start recording it, which was like you know whatever half hour ago or so. Oh, really? Have I been talking for a half hour already? <laughs> See where the time goes. That's one thing I wasn't worried about. I wasn't worried about having nothing to say. I was just thinking, oh my god, but maybe I'll I'll lose all these thoughts that I'm having because that was another thought I had a few hours ago was. I had a bunch of thoughts swirling around in my head and thinking, oh, I could talk about this, I could talk about that. But then I thought, no, I fought that urge. I thought, no, don't think about that. Don't think about what you're going to talk about. Just just whatever happens to come out of your mouth, just do that. Just talk, right? So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but then the broader thing that I thought about was that's what life is about too. You watch you watch sports. It's like whatever is unfolding in front of you and then you see the headlines the next day. You know, if you, if you haven't watched the game, you see the headlines the next day and the proverbial game of inches, right? One team wins on a last second field goal or, or, ooh, the guy missed that, missed the catch and they lost the game. You know, it's like all of that shit that just hinges on a moment when it's happening. But then later on, you look at it, you look back on it as the, okay, then it becomes those are the photos online. Those are the Instagram posts. Those are all of that. All the media comes out. It's like it's capturing what happened. But before it happened, like it could have, it could have gone the other way too, right? And what determines that? What what determines, you know, it's it's just so arbitrary. It's like because maybe one of the players, because of what he had for breakfast or because of a fight he had with his wife or because of a good, maybe they had good sex the night before, whatever combination of things that all the different people are going through and all the fans and all the circumstances and all that, it all affects it. But it also depends like if that team, if those teams had played the day before, the result would have been different. If this, If the kickoff starts five minutes earlier or later, it could affect things because because that's just the way it is, right? So when I was starting to concern myself about, oh no, if I don't go up and start recording right now, I'm going to lose something. Or it was like, what am I, what? Yeah, maybe. So this, uh, yeah, obviously this podcast is not the same now as it would have been three hours ago. It's also not the same now as it would have been six months ago. Or if I was racing to finish it before the end of the year because of my arbitrary annual podcast thing that I've been doing. It's always going to be different and it's always changing. It's also changing as I speak because I don't know what I'm going to talk about next. Here's what I'm going to talk about next. I'm going to talk about Eckhart Tolle. Have I mentioned him on these podcasts? I don't remember if I have. Probably. He's one of the, uh, I say for lack of a better term because I know red flags go up for people and, and for myself for like spiritual leader or spiritual teacher guru whatever it is philosopher but Eckhart Tolle I like this guy I like his ideas and he doesn't strike me as one of those scammy kind of guys he's I think his heart's in the right place and I've already forgotten what I was going to say about him oh, I remember on more than one occasion he would sit there in front of his audience at the beginning, these YouTube videos that I listen to sometimes before I'm going to sleep. Um, he says, uh, you might notice that I start out and I'm, <clears throat> uh, just took a drink of water. <clears throat> okay. I could edit all of this out, but I'm not going to. Here's the point. I want it to be like what he says he's doing. And I, I believe him. He says, you know, sometimes people will have an agenda or whatever that they want to say, and, and that's fine. Or bullet points, or they know what they're going to talk about. But he, he said that when he gets out there, he doesn't know what he's going to talk about. And, you know, I've heard other people in that same kind of uh, industry uh, say the same thing. Sometimes that's, that's the deal. They might have a starting point or maybe not. Just get out there, stand out, look around the crowd, and then just start talking, like I did here, right? So that that's what I decided to do. No bullet points, and also during this whole thing, I did open the uh, notepad in, in, inside of the Logic Pro software, but I haven't written anything down. If I do decide sometime in the next uh, twenty-five minutes or so before my hour is up, am I a psychiatrist? Do I have to stop at the end of an hour? 
<laughs> if I decide to open it up and take some notes, I will. But at this point, probably not. Have conversations with uh, Autumn all the time. Uh, we can go weeks or months, usually not months, but however long. We can go a while without talking, and then we'll talk, and the next thing you know, we go, oh, crap. You know, We've been talking for an hour, hour and a half. And it's just so cool. You know, it's like that there's no awkward silences or anything like that. It's just, we're just talking. <laughs> That's what I'm doing now. have no problem doing that. So there's that. <clears throat> so part of it, <clears throat> man, emulating Eckhart Tolle in that way. So what else have I been doing? Oh, music. Yeah. So there we go. So that's that's the thing. I have no desire to perform live right now, and I don't know if I will <laughs> again. You know, I say part of that is pandemic. Yeah, it's a huge part of it because I was performing live right up until it was actually declared a pandemic, and even for the uh, months. Had a screensaver go on for some reason. Okay, so I didn't. I didn't even know I had that setting. Distracted, but uh, yeah. So I mean, I obviously still I had the desire to perform right up until it was, the pandemic was declared a pandemic, and even you know I did keep performing even when the pa- pandemic was spreading around the globe. But we here in America weren't really acknowledging it yet, and the World Health Organization had not declared it a pandemic, but. Going to the clubs, it was starting to be like a social distancing had become a phrase, and um, they were starting to before when we still thought that maybe the virus was spreading by contact. There was a you know like sanitizing dispensers around the clubs and stuff like that. So it was start, but anyway, point is so. But I was still going out to the clubs and I was um, performing. <laughs> What's my point? During the pandemic and now, because it's still the pandemic, despite what some people say, uh, I know you know people will argue whether it's a pandemic or an endemic. I don't care. There's three or four or five hundred people a day in this just in this country alone dying every day that were not dying uh, a couple years ago. You know, it's a, a new cause. Is my point? It's still one of the leading causes of death. So yeah, whether you call it a pandemic or an endemic, we're still in it. Okay, so that's where I'm at. Is I'm still being cautious. I'm not going to perform anywhere. And I've lost the desire, so it's fine. I don't really feel like I'm missing anything. So I'm channeling my energies elsewhere. And it's not that I wasn't recording music before, but that's more of my focus now as a creative output. It's getting more into producing songs. And especially like I started saying earlier when I released that single last month on October 9th, John Lennon's birthday. I uh, I started getting these ideas of what albums it started inspiring me to like what albums plural I could produce because I had started down the path of remixing the 2008 album right so here's the difference between the remix and the reboot as I started to talk about probably half hour ago the reboot that I did the hard reboot was I instead of acoustic plus voice like I did in 2008 I don't know not doing a remix i started from scratch and i did more of like a hard uh hard heavy metal harder reboot uh with the guitar and uh and my voice was softer because the song in the uh 2008 acoustic version was you know, acoustic guitar and me screaming, and I flipped it. My production choice was, okay, for this uh, hard reboot, I'm going to flip it where my voice is a little more subdued and the guitar is heavy metal, right? So that was a production choice. So I did that, and that was my first single that I had released in uh, 2022 after not having released anything in 14 years. So then that gave me the idea of, okay, um, I could I could also do more... <clears throat> more of that or I could get back to the remixes because I hadn't, I hadn't released them yet but the here, here's the album I'm working on now it's a remix of subject to change of subject to change it's a remix so I'm starting I had already done this 
uh, for a couple of songs where I go back and I import the audio from the song that's got my voice and the acoustic guitar. I import that into Logic Pro and then layer some stuff on top of it. Add some drums, whatever else I feel like doing. Some drums, probably some bass, just the typical stuff like that, right? Maybe another guitar, maybe electric guitar instead of acoustic guitar, whatever I feel like doing for the mood of that song. So that's the remix. So one of the albums I'm working on now is the follow-up to the 2008 Subject to Change acoustic thing. And it's going to be called Without Notice. Subject to Change Without Notice, right? I won't take you through the gyrations of how I landed on that, but I give credit to my son, Jordan, for pointing me in that direction because when I gave him some of the titles that I had that I was thinking of, or even just calling it Subject to Change Remix, um, or I can't remember. There were a few other ideas, but he said, how about something that's just more kind of like a play on words with Subject to Change? And so I kind of thought about that for a couple of days, and it's the Subject to Change Without Notice came to mind. I went, oh, so it's Without Notice. And what I like is the at least double meaning because without notice is because of the phrase subject to change without notice. <laughs> and also, <clears throat> boy, I know that's annoying. <clears throat> I know that's annoying that I keep having my voice going out like that, but you know what? At least I'm doing something about it. There's sometimes when I listen to uh, podcasts or, or recordings of people's, um, like I, I already mentioned some of those philosophical people that I listen to uh, or different different YouTube videos and, and I'll go, oh my God, their voice is just cracking or, or it's too dry and they're not doing anything about it. And I can't even listen. So I do apologize for my voice uh, kind of coming and going or maybe that's already made people stop listening. <laughs> uh, so uh, I keep interrupting myself and that's fine. I'm talking about subject to change without notice, the at least double meaning. The meaning that I like the most about without notice is that nobody's going to notice because I'm just an obscure guy. And sure, I'm releasing it, releasing it to 150 digital platforms, but who's going to stumble upon it? Not very often. I get thrilled though, because here's the thing about expectations. Back in 2008, when I released Subject to Change, and I had these expectations about thousands of people listening to and buying my songs, because I had been uh, indoctrinated into this idea of the long tail, and the premise is that yeah, so there's lots of people out there putting stuff out, and and it's going to be a relative small percentage of people who get most of the attention. But the long tail, as you look at that curve going off to the right, right, and people get fewer and fewer people listening to them. But even at the very end of that very long tail of people who get not that much attention, that's still going to be thousands of people, right? So yeah, you can still end up getting thousands of followers just by even just putting something out there. So I bought that. I thought, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to get thousands of people just because the sheer number of people out there on the internet and they're going to buy my stuff and listen to my stuff. And that didn't happen. But I'm on the order of hundreds over the course of 14 years. I'm on the, I look at the statistics and I don't have them memorized, but it's on the order of several hundred people that have, you know, intentionally or unintentionally heard my music. It's, it's not that much, right? But it's, here's the thing about expectations. I was disappointed when I wasn't getting thousands of record sales, record, when I was getting thousands of sales and listens back in 2008. Disappointed as fuck, right? Oh, there's my explicit tag. Is that the first time I used a foul language? Uh, a foul, a foul language? <laughs> a foul word? I think so. So fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, Got to earn that explicit tag because I just keep it on by default. I just figure what the hell that way. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about censoring myself if I keep the explicit tag on in the metadata. <laughs> So expectations, I was explicit in expectations. So there's a segue. I was disappointed because I thought I was going to get thousands of sales, thousands of listens, and it didn't happen. Now, if I, if I look at a, re, a monthly report that comes in an email from Apple and it says that one person shazammed one of my songs, oh my God, I'm, I'm like, I'm thrilled. One person. And if you don't know what Shazam is or was, 
if you're in the future and Shazam, Shazam doesn't exist anymore, that means that somebody was listening out in public somewhere, out in the wild, in an elevator or a bar or God knows where they were, and they heard my song and they bothered to take out their phone, open up Shazam, press the button and hold it up to see who was singing that song because that's how Shazam works. Shazam will tell you when you're listening to something what who the artist is it'll tell you so that means that's i'd love that that's like my favorite thing because if i get something that says my next favorite thing is if anybody listens at all right i see that oh on spotify i got streamed because you know this even though i'm obscure i know the way that works is sometimes your song will randomly end up on a playlist or somebody will just like turn on a you know a a random like a radio station the the streaming equivalent of a radio station and a song you know songs like mine will just be popped into the mix and that's fine that's that's fun to know that that anybody might just be hearing my song somewhere so that's cool too and even then the expectations are so low that i'm going oh if i get like one or two of those in a month i'm going oh cool somebody listened to my song (laughs) <laughs> but the Shazams are my favorite. The main thing is about expectations though, right? <laughs> I'm not the first one to realize that setting expectations low is the key to success. But that's where I'm at now, like with doing uh, doing the music. It's not only just about expectations too, it's about uh, keeping my ego in check. Because even though I've got ideas for like the one album I told you about, without notice. So that's going to be a remix of the songs that I recorded in 2008. So I'm not starting from scratch. I've got the vocal and the acoustic guitar and I'm going to layer stuff on top of that. Go with whatever, you know, tone or feel that I'm doing for the remix. And I've already got a couple of those in the can. But um, I think that'll probably be the first album that I release probably sometime this year or or next year. Uh, But the other one in parallel is a couple of my uh, older songs. And when I, again, when I say older, most of my songs are older because I don't write that much anymore, but that might change. Uh, but the ones that actually sound like early Beatles songs, and I don't know what I'm going to call that, but that might just be an EP. But I guess the other one's an EP too, right? Seven songs. It's kind of arbitrary. When does an EP become an LP? So let's just stick to uh, the word album. But the point is another idea I have because I've also got a couple of my songs uh, You're the One and uh, Can You Be the One I think uh, they don't all end in one <laughs> maybe I could just have all songs that end with the word one but seriously folks that uh, that album I think will just be more uh, like early Beatles sounding stuff it'll be more like the 60s it also becomes an exercise too because one of the things that I've been working on even though I'm also working on using more modern production techniques or more modern production instruments like 808 basses. The 808 is like a very sub, very low end of the, of the bass of the uh, frequency spectrum. And it's also got a very specific sound to it, just very, uh, I'm not going to try to, I was going to try to impersonate it. Anyway, 808 bass. There's a lot of modern uh, techniques that I'm just kind of not going to do that for these this other album. It's going to be more like, what if I was recording in the 60s or in the 50s? That's the challenge. Kind of sparse, not as sparse as my 2008 album, but uh, kind of sparse, right? In, in that just typical, maybe, you know, a couple of guitars, voice, bass, maybe some harmonies, right? In fact, not just maybe, there's one that I'm working on now. Uh, you're the one that was what I was working on a few days ago. And I just have to be in the right mood to work on this is uh, autumn listened to it. And she said, Oh yeah, I like it. But you know, how about, well, how about if you add some oohs and ahs, right? And it's kind of funny. She would say that because I thought about it and I didn't do it initially, but you know, like just having some little backing vocals, just, ooh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so when I finally got around to doing that, I say finally, cause she suggested that, <clears throat> Back in August or September when I shared it with her. And and thank God for Autumn because she is my audience. That's like, since I'm not performing out in the wild anymore and I gave up on social media at the start of the pandemic because I don't want to hear people. I just don't want to hear people. 
and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but the, the main the main thing I will just say is as I skim the surface of the rabbit hole is that I just I just got tired just got tired of hearing people politicize something like uh, politicize a pandemic. I guess it shouldn't have been surprising, but when it happened, it was just like during during different election cycles and I, I tuned out for a while or during a, an entire presidency of a person who shall rename, remain nameless. Oh, he's got a name. And it's plastered over buildings, <laughs> over gaudy buildings. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I just tuned out, right? So I've tuned in and out at various degrees. And now even during the vacation, I've tuned out again. I was already mostly t- tuned out, but then <sighs> I tuned out. Okay. So where was I? I was talking about uh, these songs and, okay, it doesn't matter. I, I was going to try to get back to where I was, but uh, if you get frustrated because I start things and uh, don't finish them, oh, well, I guess you don't know me. <clears throat> or you do know me and that's why you're annoyed. So... Yeah, I was talking about music in general and performing and all that. So that's my main thing now. My main thing. I come up in this in the studio here because that's where I'm sitting now. I'm sitting in the home studio and uh, recording this in my underwear. In fact, when I was first, just before I had to take a, a break because I had to go deflem, I was wearing a t-shirt and uh, some long uh, track, like track baggy track pants and uh then i came back in i thought you know what taking that all off just gonna do my usual work attire because that's usually when i'm at working from a day job i'm just in my boxers so that's what i'm doing now because that's what i do (laughs) i'm not taking a picture of it though i did take a picture just like of my knees and this uh, and the uh, recording setup here so for whatever context I don't know if I'm going to post that anywhere or if that's just for my own historical, personal family album. And I realize as I'm talking here too, I, yeah, God, I, I mentioned that before, the level keeps coming and going. But I also realize I'm up at 52 minutes. So I don't know if I need to go for a closer. There doesn't have to be a closer. Also, as far as an opener goes, I don't know if I'm going to add any music. I probably will because it's always nice to at least have a little intro music. And and when I first, when I did this uh, the last couple of years, last year or the year before and or the year before, oh, was it last year? God, I lose track of time. Yeah, I don't remember. I did one where it's like it was a compilation of a bunch of stuff. I just, it was a bunch of clips. I guess that was... No, I guess that would have been 2020, not 2021, because 2020 is when I was performing. And so I had some clips from performing and I did a compilation. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I feel like I'm winding down. Doesn't it feel like I'm winding down? I want to hit the hour, though. It's it's so arbitrary, but I do. And if I've gone this far, why not, right? Ah. <sighs> Yeah, so how about that? I could close with a little guided meditation. I do that. I don't do, I don't like produce guided meditation, but I I have been meditating regularly for a few, several years now. I don't remember exactly when I started, but I use the Calm app. This podcast is not sponsored by the Calm app, but my attitude is, it's hard to measure, difficult if not impossible to measure, especially since I didn't record any baseline biometric data when I started recording. And that would only be one measurement because, yeah, sure, things like blood pressure or alpha waves or whatever other kind of brain waves would be some measure of, or gamma, I don't know. There would be ways to measure brain waves and other kinds of biometric stuff to get an idea of if, if a person is calm or not, but that doesn't get the whole picture because it's also like what kind of brain activity on a different level. 
What kind of brain activity do you have on a different level? What kind of thoughts do you have throughout the day? Right? Are you focusing on negative stuff? Are you doing negative spirals? Are you doing positive things? Are you, is your mind just wandering, which is fine? You know, so I'm not making value judgments here. I'm just saying that, you know, it's, it's like you don't measure that. You can hook yourself up to a bunch of electrodes and measure that. Then you have to ask people questions, which is fine. But again, I don't have a baseline. But my point is, even without having a baseline or some official way to measure if the meditating has been helping me, I'm fairly confident it has. I remember many times, uh, you know, flying off the handle, having a bad temper, all that. And that doesn't happen very often anymore. See, I can't say never because I'm still a human. Occasionally I'll flash, but even when I do, it's it's a... Uh, hear that? I'll just, I'll feel it. I'll, I'll, I, luckily, when I'm lucky, I'll catch it within a matter of seconds and bring myself down. Bring myself down in a positive way. Bring myself down from the anger, <clears throat> which is then bringing myself up because I'm positive again, or even neutral. I'll settle for neutral. I'll settle for neutral. <laughs> Looking at the trees again. That's where I started, or at least close to the beginning of it. But now I'm not going to lie. I'm uh, yeah. There's that. There's that screensaver again. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I just never noticed because mainly I guess I'm clicking on stuff. But now I see I am. It's 56 minutes 32 seconds. I am definitely thinking about where to end. Maybe I don't need to go to the to the entire hour. I'm worried that oh, what if I don't do the hour? This it's such low stakes. All of this is low stakes. This is just I, I oh here's something that I just remembered is that when I started talking earlier about uh, like looking at my journal about voiceover and it was 2001. It's embarrassing because I was in 2001. I'm going I really I really want to work on voiceover. How can I work on voiceover? And you know and I've I've auditioned for some things and I've done a couple things that you know were in the realm of voiceover, but not really. It hasn't become a big deal. I haven't done as many voiceover gigs as I've done like live action with my face on camera acting gigs. And, you know, fine. It's fine, but it is kind of embarrassing when I look back and go, it's something I'd really like to do. And then 21 years later, and I'm still like, okay, I've got a voiceover demo and I've had one for years and I improved on it this year and I sent it to my agent, but I got crickets. And I haven't followed up because in all honesty, look, I'm, I know where I'm at. I'm not working very hard. I'm not focusing on that. I haven't told you. It's like I'm focusing on music. And even then, I'm not really pursuing it. I, I got a book from, uh, from my daughter about the music business. Uh, yeah, it's called All You Need to Know About the Music Business uh, by Donald S. Passman. And this is a book. Then when I looked in the cover, it's like, yeah, it's been released uh, many editions over the years. And apparently it's some really nice, uh, comprehensive, definitive book on the music business. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with delving into it and doing something or, or heaven forbid, monetizing. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say heaven forbid. I wouldn't mind if I made a few bucks here and there. But that's not my focus. I don't want to have that happen to me again because I know my tendencies. I know that if I start thinking too much about things like marketing or monetizing or any other M word that's escaping me right now. It's like, I, it, it's just for me, then that becomes the thing. And I don't want that to be the thing. I want it to be about music. There's a good M word, music. So that's what it's about. And if it's not music, it's videos or anything, whatever it is, it, whatever the creative outlet is or voiceover. Yeah, fine. But I don't want to be consumed by the monetary part or the getting attention part, the egoic parts. There's a Eckhart, Eckhart Tolleism. He, uh, I don't think, created the word, but when he talks about you know the egoic self, and the ego isn't totally bad. It's all you know. It's it's a matter of degrees. It is. Ego's fine. It's okay to have an ego, but don't let it take over. This is a little message from me to me. I just don't want my ego to take over and I don't want to be consumed and put the cart before the horse or whatever other more modern uh, allegory we could use. I don't want to be consumed by that. So I'm not. I'm just doing things because I want to do it because I want to be creative. 
And if I have an audience of one, if Autumn is my audience, that's fine. But I'm not going to lie too. N-N-G-L, not going to lie. I do know that it's fun to have people hear my stuff. It's fun as an artist, any kind of creative person to have people see your stuff and maybe potentially be influenced by the stuff. But oh my God, I don't have any aspirations to be an influencer. And I just hit an hour. I don't have any aspirations to be an influencer. The word is annoying enough, but also it's one of those things where if somebody is doing something where they, as a byproduct, are influencing people, okay, fine, you know, but just to be labeled an influencer or worse yet, to be self-proclaimed as an influencer, oh my God. So that's not what I'm going for. I like being creative. I like doing stuff. And even this silly little habit. It's hard to call something a habit that I only do once a year, but this silly little thing that I'm doing now where I record this a podcast episode uh, once a year is like, why am I doing this? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. I do it because I want to. And that's, I guess, there would be a good place to close, right? I'm doing things because I want to. I'm not forcing myself. I wanted to record this episode today, so I'm doing it. And later today, if I feel like it, I'll do some music or not, or I'll play some video games. That's not exactly creative, but I don't care. <laughs> I do care about creating stuff, though. When I feel like when I want to create stuff, I'll create stuff and I'll be releasing some singles and some albums in the coming years. And I'm not even going to the phrase that just popped in my head is and then we'll see where that takes me. But you know what? I don't care where it takes me. It's just it's the journey, not the destination. Hey, there's your closer. Close with the cliche. Joe. This has been Joe on the nose Palin. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. Looking over the ocean on a sunny day.